0: Hey everybody, this is Tristan Nunez, driver of the 7.0 SkyActive Mazda prototype, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest radio network. Hello and welcome to the September 13th edition of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 148 of the series. First off, I'd like to apologize for a little bit of technical issue. It seems like we might have some static or whatever on the line, but hopefully it clears up soon. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, we'll be talking racing, discussing IndyCar and HRA, and seeing whatever other more information pops into the conversation. As we had the past couple of weeks off for summer vacation, first, wanted to start out by describing what we've been up to. On Friday, the 30th of August, we flew out to Kauai, Hawaii. The airport name is Lahui. It's out there in Kauai. It was a Pretty much all day long flight. We left the house here at about 4, at about 3 something in the morning, like 3.45 in the morning. Headed down for our early morning flight. Uh, we didn't arrive in Hawaii until roughly 3.45 p.m. that afternoon. So that was a a really, really long day, uh, especially considering we lose six hours heading out to Hawaii. It's six hours earlier there than it is here in sunny South Florida. So that was an interesting day. Ended um, up not doing much there, just at dinner, a really early dinner, I suppose, out there in Hawaii. Uh, it was like 11.30 p.m. here. So it was interesting when we did a bunch of different tours out there in Kauai. We did the... Uh, did a tubing tour, which I'd highly recommend, from Kauai Back- Backcountry Adventures. If you've ever, our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash faborplums, F-A-B-O-R-P-L-U-M-B-S. I did a bunch of videos there from the uh, Kauai Backcountry Adventures tubing tour. Check those out. I'd appreciate it. They were they're pretty cool. Uh, my wife held on to the uh, little GoPro that we rented for the day, and she recorded pretty much the entire experience. So that That's kind of awesome if you want to check that out. We also did a, uh, a kayak and hiking adventure from Duke's Adventures there in Kauai. Uh, that I would also recommend. However, you have to be in shape for that. You have to be a, an, a at least a little bit of an experienced kayaker because my wife and I are not. And it wasn't as much fun going out there. Um, being back, it was kind of neat. But it wasn't the best kayaking experience. Um, I mean, honestly, you honestly don't have much kayaking experience. So that's just how it goes. But it was kind of cool, and it was a fairly fairly inexpensive tour at, uh, for Duke's Adventures. They offer the, it's basically a seven-mile tour for $39.95. It's a guided tour. The tour guide, it was pretty good. Um, honestly, the tour guide for the tubing adventures from Kauai Backcountry Adventures was much better. But we learned a little bit. It was kind of neat. Uh, just a little bit different tour. Um, going out to the waterfall was awesome. We also had a full day tour in Oahu uh, that we booked through uh, Pearl Harbor website is the name of the name of the company that we booked it through. The tour was actually done through a uh, the it's a, a limousine service there on Oahu. So, again, if you want to check out Pearl Harbor website, that's the name of the website. We booked our full day tour of Oahu and it being a private tour with just a small group of us four. That was really cool. It was a full-day tour. Uh, it was on Labor Day, so the traffic was insane, but it was kind of neat, too. Um, those are our three big tours. We also did the, a, a boat tour of the Holo Holo Charters, which was pretty awesome. Um, that takes you on the, around the island, because as some of you might know, if you've ever researched the island of Kauai, there's a, a whole coastline called the Nepali coast, which means the cliffs, many cliffs, I think is what the, what the exact translation is. And there is no roads to get there. Um, all you have to do is you have to take a trail to get out there, or you can take the, uh, take the boat tour. So we took the boat tour. It was really cool. Um, the water there is amazing color of blue. Um, there were lots of dolphin, lots and lots of sea turtles, which are called Hono out there. So that was pretty neat. Um, so if you're interested in that, I check out Holo Holo charters. That was the vessel we took. We had a a pretty good discount for that, so that was good too. Um, and again, some people say that Hawaii is really expensive food-wise and that sort of thing. Um, we do live in South Florida here, so there's not really a total difference. Uh, we're a little bit pricier here in in South Florida than they are other parts of the country. It really depends on where you're from as to what the pricing be, but that's generally just the way it goes. Uh, Gas prices were about a dollar more than they are here. Um, But apparently they're not a lot higher than they are on the West coast of the country. So it's all a matter of perspective. Again, I'd recommend, highly recommend a trip out to Kauai. Um, I'd also recommend a trip to Oahu. I think Oahu would be a really awesome place to spend a week as well. So we did just spend the one day. We did go out there and and see the pineapples and all that kind of neat stuff. So again, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Moving on to more sports, the, uh, it seems like the biggest motorsport event there in Kauai is motocross. They do have a lot of property. They got a lot of mud. Um, I think you can probably include mud as the the big pastime there in Kauai. Everything's just muddy. Uh, they get lots of rain. So I think that makes it an awesome, awesome uh, motocross tour um, for mot- motocross uh, uh, venues. Mm, lots of space, lots of hills. So. Also in Kauai, they have a, uh, a drag racing facility, but that facility has been closed most of this season. They did have a, uh, a drag race scheduled for the Labor Day weekend. Unfortunately, that was also canceled. So I don't know if they're ever going to reopen that track. They, they have some plans to reopen it next season, um, but I'm not sure exactly whether they're going to do that or not. So, But motocross is important out there. Um, drag racing is apparently a, a growth sport as well. Um, so, it's always interesting, and I don't know if we have any listeners out there in Hawaii, but if we do, mahalo for listening, and uh, we hope to have you on here in the future. Perhaps we're going to do some some little pieces. I'm, going to, I'm trying to reach out to a few different track owners in the area, so we can add them into our future discussions. Moving on to racing news past this past week, Ian James secured his fourth and fifth poll of the 2018 season at Watkins Glen. And followed through to secure his fifth win, sixth class win, in race two at Watkins International. This comes after a second place finish in race one. Calculating points, this also secures Panoff's the GTS sprint x Manufacturers Championship title, thanks to their number of wins. In race one, James was overtaken by Jake Buford in the number 55 Ford Mustang at the start of dispute of it of the race, and despite continuous tracing, couldn't climb back to the lead. In race two, James managed to keep the lead from the start, and despite Buford being hot on his tail, managed to take the trekker flag at the top of the leaderboard. Luck was not on Preston Calvert's side, and number 51, Panos Avanzano, during qualifying, with tire issues making the car almost impossible to steer. Without the kind of time lap they'd hoped for and looked like he would achieve in practice, Calvert started race one at the back of the field, although fought hard, and ended the race in 15th. Eighth in the class. In Sunday's race, Calvert dropped a strong performance, making quick and easy work out of traffic, and made the top five in class. Unfortunately, it's been on the penultimate lap. Was trying to avoid a competitor cost him dearly, and Calvert ended up finishing in 19th, 11th in class. Also during the weekend, Team Panos Racing was planning to compete in the Pirelli World Challenges Intercontinental GT Challenge, which will be held October 26th to 28th at the Ruthertech Tech Raceway Laguna Seca track in Monterey, California. This will be the first endurance test for the Panos Avanzano GT since the race car's debut in 2017. Behind the wheel will be the team's three regular drivers, Ian James, Preston Calvert, and Matthew Keegan. In more news from Panos, the instant community is profoundly saddened by the news that its vice chairman, Don Panos, passed away from cancer at the age of 83. A lifelong entrepreneur the charismatic Panos is best known to race fans as the founder of the American Le Mans series and creator of their famously loud and uniquely styled front-engine Panos LMP1 race car. Panos fell in love with the unique atmosphere of the 24 Hours of Le Mans after experiencing himself for the first time. Panos aimed to replicate the sport of Le Mans, its unique rules and regulations, while letting his own fan from the atmosphere, first through the creation of a one-off event at Road Atlanta, the 10-hour or 1,000-mile Petit Le Mans, which debuted on October 11, 1998. The overall winners of that and outdoor race were co- <clears throat> Excuse me. We're drivers Eric Van De Poel, Emmanuel Collard, and by the track championship prototype team owner, Wayne Taylor. Pulled by the success of Petit Le Mans, Panos battled in the American Le Mans Series, a race, series of races throughout North America on world-class racetracks, including three that he owned the Sebringer National Raceway, Road Atlanta, and Mosport, which today is known as the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. That must the driving sports for sports car racing in North America at a time when the sport was badly in need of direction, vision, and leadership. Under Pounce's watchful well eye, the American Le Mans Series was the first motorsports sanctioning body to open the pre-race starting grid to race fans, enabling them to walk among cars and drivers on the racetrack minutes before the start of each race. It's a practice that is still part of every IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and IMSA Continental Tire SportsCard Challenge race has been replicated by many racing organizations around the world. In 2012, Panoz recognized that to truly achieve the type of success he envisioned for sports car racing in North America, a merger between the American Mans Series and the Grand Am, a road racing association, was needed. He joined forces with Grand Am founder Jim France and, together with their respective CEOs, Scott Atherton the AMS and Ed Bennett with Grand Am, and the historic merger was announced at the International Speedway on September the 5th, 2012. With Francis chairman, Panos became vice-chairman of the new organization, which took on the International Morse Association Marker. Panos had acquired the race to use IMSA names earlier for his own sanctioning body, extending the lineage of his widely respected organization, founded in 1969 by Bill Friend Sr. and John and Peggy Bishop. Panos' involvement in motorsport extended well beyond his ALMS and his racetracks, which were all part of his Panos Motorsports group. His Panos Esperante GTR1 was the first successful front-end prototype race car in more than 30 years. Following that, Panos was a pioneer in the introduction of hybrid technology in sports car racing, bringing the car known as Sparky into competition at the 1998 Petit Le Mans. Another highlight was the Panos Esperante GTLM, which won both the 24 hours of Le Mans and the Twelve Hours of Sebring in 2006, and also in Panos the coveted Spirit of Le Mans award from the Automobile Club de l'Ouest, organizers of the 24-hour race in France. In the early 2000s, Panos was instrumental in development of the revolutionary delta wing race car, which was half the weight and horsepower, but all the performance of other prototype race cars. The delta wing raced in the 24 Hours of Le Mans, the LMS, and the WeatherTech Championship until the end of the 2016 season. Beyond sports cars, the Panel Smart Source Group also includes Vegan Demon, which built f- successful chassis used in open wheel and prototype development racing series. Elon Technologies, which built engines and chassis for a variety of race cars. And Force, which built IndyCar chassis that would run in the Indianapolis 500 in 1997, 1998, 2003, and 2004. The organization also built the well respected DP01 chassis, used in the final season of the Champ Car World Series before its merger with IndyCar in two thousand and eight. Most recently, the Panos Avanzano Race Car won the 2018 Pirelli World Challenge GTS class sprint sprint s manufacturers championship, which we mentioned moments ago. Panos's racing adventures, racing endeavors, were made possible by his entrepreneurial success in other ventures. His career began in nineteen sixty one when he and friend of Milan, Mike Fuscar, A fellow alum of West Virginia University, also served alongside Panos in the Army, founded Milan Pharmaceuticals in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Panos was the youngest president of a pharmaceutical company in the United States at that time. Milan eventually became Milan, which now sells an estimated 1,300 products in more than 140 countries and territories worldwide. In the 1970s, Panos created Elon Corporation in Ireland, which became a leader in drug delivery products and technology. Panos led a research team to create a time-release medication through transdermal patch, commonly used today as a nicotine patch. Elon Corporation was the first Irish company to be publicly listed on the U.S. stock exchange, and Panos retained more than 300 pharmaceutical industry patents. Panos' Elon technology, which also includes Elon Composites, Elon Power, Elon Precision, and Elon Fabrication and the Panos Institute at Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland, which houses the School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences. He also found the international resorts such as Chateau Elan in Georgia, there's also one in Sebring, the Vintage Golf Club in Australia, the Abla Grande Winery and Resort in California, and the St. Andrews Bay Resort and Spa in Scotland. Panos earned several prestigious accolades throughout his life. He was the 29th inductee into the Entrepreneurship Hall of Fame in 2013, the Bob Russo Heritage Award recipient from the Royal Sports Hall of Fame of America in 2014, the La Bella Machina Award winner at the 2015 Concorso Italiano in Martoria, California, and the 2015 recipient of the Women in the Winner Circle Leadership Award from racing pioneer Lynn St. James and the Women's Sports Foundation. That award was presented in 2015 at the Petit Lema at Road Atlanta. Panos also is a member of the West Virginia University College of Business Hall of Fame. Panos leaves behind his wife of 63 years, Nancy, sons Don and Danny and Chris, daughters Donna, Dina, Lisa, and Andrea, along with many grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and numerous lifetime friends and business associates around the world. We wish our best for Dr. Panos. We had a, a pretty decent relationship with Panos Racing a couple of years ago. We actually had the opportunity to interview the entire team that was racing in the Delta Wing program on this program a couple times, and we will put up a link to that later this evening or possibly tomorrow. That was an awesome opportunity that the uh, that Panos Racing gave us, and we thank them very much for that. Panos was a pretty cool guy. He had some uh, some amazing ideas. Stay in the quest to bring a second consecutive championship to number 10, Kanaka Cadillac DPI, Jordan Taylor, and likewise for his co-driver, Renger If to win at second consecutive America's Tire 250 this past Sunday. At the WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, near Monterey, California. A catastrophic mechanical issue on lap 18, just 39 minutes into the race, brought an abrupt and extremely disappointing end to the team's day. And essentially, any hope for a successful defense of its dominating run to the driver and team championship in 2017. The finishing position of thirteenth Rob up Taylor and Vander's End, an almost insurmountable nineteen points beyond, behind the championship leading number thirty one Action Express Racing, Cadillac DPI VR of Felipe Nasser and Eric Curran, who finished fifth, heading into next month's season finale at Road Atlanta. The weekend shaped up to the prime opportunity to close the twelve and five point gaps in the championship the numbers 31 and 5, Action Express Racing Cadillac DPI VR entries, as Taylor and Van Der Zand long logged the fastest laps in two of the three practice sessions, and Taylor blazed his way to the pole in his first and only qualifying run of the season, while the rival Cadillacs were qualified 9th and 11th, respectively. Then, even before a majority of the field reached the start-finish line, the number 5 Cadillac was involved in a multi-car accident and retired. Meanwhile, in a bizarre occurrence at the drop of the green flag, Taylor, the entry of his outside front row starter, Dane Cameron, beat him to the start-finish line, before more than car-length, without incident. And then the number 17 Penske entry of Hilo him in turn turned to uncaution, also without incident. Taylor remained in close pursuit of the Team Penske entries in third place for what turned out to be a brief opening stint before, shortly after crossing the finishing line for the 18th time. He lost drive and struggled to complete the uphill climb through turns 1 through 5. Before coming to a stop at the highest point of the 11 turn, 2.238 mile circuit. Taylor's co driver, Der Zahn, never had a chance to enjoy his first chance at the finishing driver and successfully defend the race with earned with a dramatic pass for the lead through the I can iconic course through a series of turns. For core members of the team, it was just the 11th mechanical relay DNF in 177 races, dating back to his first class debut in 2004. They remained fourth in the championship. Four points behind the third place, number five, Action Express racing Cadillac of DPI VR. 16 points behind the second place, number 54, Core Autosport Eureka of Colin Braun and Jonathan Bennett, who finished second. And 19 points behind the number 31 Action Express racing Cadillac DPI VR. The 2018 IMSA WeatherTech Car Championship concludes on this Saturday, October 13th, with the traditional Petit Le Mans 10 hour endurance marathon at Road Atlanta. Live television coverage for scenes on Fox Sports One at 10:30 a.m. on Saturday, October 13th. Rafa Matos and the number 88 Three Dimensional Services Group Chevrolet Camaro emerged victorious in the Trans Am Series generated by Pirelli TA2 class of Watkins Glen International, and with the win took on a commanding lead atop the championship port standings. Matos, but under case. Overtake, Louis-Philippe Montour for the second on the exit turn, exit of turn one, shortly after the green flag waved. Matos in the number 88, settled in pursuit of pole sitter Scott Legacy Jr. in the number 95 SLR, Fields Racing M1 Fast of Lake Camaro. With points runner-up, Tony Buffamante in the number 26, Mike Cope Racing Ford Mustang, bringing third position just behind The trio remained in that order through the 19th lap of 30-lap contest. The the number 26 of Bufamante entered the pits with electrical issues and would eventually end his day, and the number 95 of Legacy stopped on track with transmission issues. A full yellow would then emerge to retrieve the number 95, and Matos took the lead. Matos led the remainder of the race, holding off the hard-charging Shane Lewis in the number 92 turnkey industries surface Chevrolet Camaro through two restarts in the remaining laps for the victory. His fifth of nine rounds this year. That win, prepared with Buffamonte's misfortune, saw Matos exit Watson's land with a 58 point lead, with only three rounds remaining and a potential TA2 championship looming. And David saw other rivals for the win sidelined with mechanical issues. Matos' is number 88 continued his remarkable streak of consistent finishes, something Matos credits to not only his team, but the car builder. Lewis would finish second in relative comfort from his first to finish of the 2018 season in the Napoleon Motorsports number 92, while also setting a new track record of one minute fifty-one point zero six six zero seconds fast lap for the race. Even with the, that speed in hand, Lewis did not feel he had the pace to catch Matos over the final seven laps of the contest. Finishing third for his career Trans Am Series podium experience was Harry Steenbacher's in the number 25 BC Race Cars Ottawa West Development Chevrolet Camaro, delivering BC Race Cars their first TA2 podium finish of the season while completing the Chevrolet Camaro sweep of the class podium. Steenbachers began the race in eighth position, but climbed consistently, moving into third position on the final restart. Ethan Wilson, in the number 49, Berryman Prefix Dodge Challenger, capped off his weekend with a career-best fourth-place finish after starting four on the grid and battled back from seventh position. Wilson's teammate Mark Miller, making his first TA2 start since round three at Homestead Miami, would compete the TA2 Top five and secure Stevens Miller Racing's top two spots in the top five after racing up from 10th grid. Also, finishing in the TA2 class top five in Rotting Slen Muscle Car Challenge were in this order Tom Sheehan, Keith Prosik, or Kurt Vogt, and Michael McGahern. The event marked Sed's TA2 debut. The Watkins Land Muscle Car Challenge ran for 30 laps around the 3.4-mile Grand Prix course for a total of 102 miles. The competition ran two full-course cautions. The first spanning 20 laps through spanning laps 20 through 22 to retrieve the number 95 of Legacy, and the second from lap 23 to 24 to retrieve the number 53 of Bob Lima, who stood without power. For charging from 18th starting position to 6th, Tom Sheehan. In the number 97 LTK installation technology, Chevrolet Camaro was awarded the Cool Shirt Systems Cool Move of the Race. While Doug Peterson in the number 87 Three Dimensional Services Group, Chevrolet Camaro, was the top finishing TA2 Masters participant. Earlier in the weekend, the Trans Am Series member Pirelli held the Watkins Glen Trans Am 100, a third to multi class contest that saw Tommy Dreesey, Mark Bowden, and Warren Dexter secure class victories. Both Trans Am, presented by Pirelli Racing at Washington International, will be featured in a weekend rec- recap show on the CBS Sports Network on Sunday, September 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The Trans Am Series presented for return to the track at Virginia International Raceway September 20th through 22nd for the VIR Trans Am 100 and the VIR Muscle Car Trans Am As always, fans can keep up with the Trans Am Series presented by Pirelli throughout the event at GoTransAm.com at www.facebook.com slash GoTransAm and on Twitter at GoTransAm. Racing at Maple Grove Raceway this weekend's three-fourth annual Dodge NHRA Nationals has seemed to always bring out the best in defending pro-stock motorcycle world champion Craywick. Now that the race serves the kick- kickoff to the NHRA Meliolo Countdown to the Championship, it's a perfect chance for the points leader to send an early message. Craywick has back-to-back at the facility, four since 2012, and five overall in a screaming Manson and Heinz, Harlan Davidson, giving the four-time world champion an incredible track record at Maple, Maple Grove Raceway. Coming up a year we've won four. Playoff races, Korea Combs, get off to a fast start at a track served him well over the years. Brittany Force, Ron Caps, Bo Butner, and Kroyvick were all winners of the event that will be televised on Fox Force One in 2018. Including final eliminations, coverage starting at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, September 16th. It's the 11th of 16 in the 2018 Metal Yellow Drag Racing Championship Series, for the stock motorcycle season. And the first of six in the countdown to the championship, and Quirik looks to keep his, his incredible pace going. Quirik has eight wins in his past 17 events, back to his Indy win a year ago, carrying his dominant stretch from the countdown to the championship in 2017 into this season. The fourth time event winner has four wins and five finals appearances in 2018, which means the challenge now is finding a way to keep improving with a host of talented writers and they begin to seek in the right frame of mind to go that goal. But he will be challenged by a number of championship hungry riders at Maple Grove Raceway, including teammate Ammons, LA Tonglet, Wade Craywick in the final round, Indy, 2016 champ Jerry Savoie, Hector Ron Jr., who currently holds the, the uh, speed record for the series, Scotty Palacek, Steve Johnson, two time world champ, Angel Sempei, with six wins at Maple Grove, and Andrew Smith. But Craywick has been in this position before and will again rely on his battle test experience to perform at a high level in the playoffs. Defending top field world champion Force will look for a second straight win in Maple Grove against New Year's Steve Torres, Clay Milliken, and eight time world champ Tony Schumacher. Caps will begin his quest for a second final world title in three years against points leader Courtney Force, reigning world champ Robert Height, and Matt Hagen. Pro Stocks Bo Butner starts his title defense against points leader Tanner Gray five wins in 2018, and former world champs Greg Anderson, Eric Anders, and Jed Coughlin, Jr. The event also features thrilling competition in the HRA because of drag racing series, showcasing the future stars of the sport. After nitro qualifying, fans can watch the spectacular Hannah Motorsports first strike and top-secret Eastern Raider Jet funny cars. Cars are thrust, driven, propelled by jet engines with exciting pre-run flame shows. Those in attendance will also have the once in a lifetime opportunity to interact with some of the biggest names in drag racing through the NHRA Legends Tour. This includes meet and greets, autograph sessions, and a variety of other activities. Legends scheduled to be attend the Dodge NHRA Nationals include Alice Agrini, Frank Manziel, and more. As always, fans can hear their favorite drivers as they're granted to pit access to the most powerful and sensory-filled motorsports attraction on the planet. This unique opportunity gives fans direct access to the teams, allowing them to see firsthand the highly-skilled mechanics, service their hot rods and rounds, and get autographs from their favorite NHRA drivers. Fans can also visit the NHRA's popular Nitro Alley and Manufacturer's Midway, where sponsors and race vendors create a carnival atmosphere with interactive displays, simulated competitions, merchandise, food, and fun for the entire family. Before the race, the Mopar Mega Block Party will rev up re- Dodge NHRA Nationals race weekend for the third straight year. This free emission fan event roll into First Energy Stadium in Reading from 4 to 10 p.m. on Thursday. So it's almost over now. Offers a jam packed slate of fun activities. Energy Race stars and TV personalities take the annual Mopar Mega Block Party home run derby. RSRT, NHRA drivers Matt Hagan, the Appreciate Beckham. Ron Kiss, Tommy Johnson Jr., and Tony Schumacher. We'll slug it out with NHRA on Fox, played by announcer Dave Reif, color commentator Tony Pendragon, and pit reporter Bruno Massel Jr., Mopar Mega Block Party attendees will meet their favorite drivers in a one-hour-long autograph session, and simulators, monster trucks, a car show, food and drink booths, vendor displays, and live music. The Middle Yellow Dragon Series qualifying will feature two rounds at 1.15 and 4.15 p.m. on Friday, and the final two rounds are qualifying on Saturday, September 15th at 1.15 and 4.15 p.m. Final eliminations are scheduled for 11 a.m. on Saturday, September 16th. To purchase general admission or receipts, call 610-856-9200. Tickets are also available online at maplegroveraceway.com. Kids 12 and under are free in general admission areas for the paid adult. Donor the salute to first responders. Military and first responders can save a 20% on journal emission tickets at the gate. For more information, visit entry.com Are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit member, track owner, or maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport? Contact either Michael Molly or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out past shows of Thursday Night Thunder, as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at SpeedwayDigestRadioNetwork.com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday and under in the search bar. So I do read all the articles covering all aspects of more sports at SpeedwayDigest.com. As usual, I am a primary com- uh, contributor <laughs> to the racing news section. I haven't published anything in the past couple of weeks because I have been out of town, but I do have a lot of stuff lined up, some of which I discussed this evening in the program. <coughs> Once again excuse me so it's been a pretty good good time there on speaking.com and invite you to check it out) <laughs> Next week, we'll be reviewing the race in Portland, the uh, Grand Prix of Portland, which our, our color-cut here, Michael Mullally, was uh, the uh, media access to last weekend. So that'll be, uh, that'll be something to look forward to. We're also going to try and have Pedro Ward, who is the India Lights champion, we're reaching out to him we speak. And we're trying to try and have him on the program next week. We also have an IMSA driver scheduled for next week. Um, he has not been confirmed, so I'm not going to give you his name. But we're hoping that he'll be on the program In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our Slice of Paradise at Palm Beach, which we found by visiting palmbeach.com. There are unfortunately some changes taking place at Palm Beach happening, some of them I'm not ready to discuss right now. But we're hoping, hoping, hoping that it will be a bigger and better thing in the future. And you will be the first to know about it on this program. Well as anybody who follows Palm Beach Happening, which can be found on Twitter at PBHappening. It can also be found on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Palm Beach Happening. We might be doing some changes to the uh, to the URL. There might also be an ownership change. I am not hundred percent sure. Um, there have been a lot of managers there in the past year. Um, some different may or may not have noticed on the site that I'm hoping to change in but again, it's all really a work in progress right now. And I'll let you know as soon as I know. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to seeing you again next week in the Thunderdome. as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. Have a great night. And thanks once again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.